The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast's Final Four Watch Party. This Saturday, sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over on youtube.com slash podcast. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Welcome in to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Cody, with the broom, Cody, I guess. I brought the broom for you, Rod. You swept the weekend. Every single winner in all three fucking races. Look at you go. I listen, I humbly accept that broom in just uh, knowing that I did get all the outrights. Although, in fine fashion of, uh, you know, just just being a humble champion, there were many bets that did not cash, and we'll obviously go through all of that. Uh, but I am I am happy to have called all the outrights, so those of you who tailed the outrights this weekend, um, I am very happy to have uh, at least assisted in helping you make a little bit of stake money, uh, because all of those were some pretty decent odds that we hit them at as well. Uh, Almondinger was a little chalk. Uh, but we definitely had some good Zane Smith at six to one, and then of course Tyler Reddick, the the man of the day. That dude won that race. Fifty. They need what the books need to do, Cody. The books need to have four different uh, times that they cash you out at ten to one or whatever you got it at. Because, whoo boy, that that last what forty five minutes. That was a yeah, thrill ride that I don't want to go through again. Well, uh, Tyler Reddick actually doubled his career win total. He went from three to seven or eight or whatever the hell. Jeez, he won that race so many times. My goodness. I, I Honestly, I cannot believe that he survived all of that. I mean, that that is like your typical, the guy that should have won it gets fucked at the end. And he just held on every time. A couple times he slipped up and he thought, oh, you know, going into one. Looked like maybe he was going to get wrecked, and then he would just drive away from everybody. And, man, he, he earned the hell out of that win, that's for sure. Well, which one? I mean, well, <laughs> he, yeah. earned, he earned the hell out of, like, four different wins. Ah, it's crazy. All right, we buried the lead. This is, of course, the Circuit of the Americas recap. All three uh, series were in action this weekend, Cups, Xfinity, and, uh, and Trucks. And, I mean, again, we 
told you to expect some strung out racing because of the fact that there was no uh, stage cautions. But <laughs> we did not get that. This, Cody, I, I love what you said in the, di- in the Discord channel, uh, especially just given the fact that we're, we're starting to see a little old school mentality come back into play. We may even see fuel mileage start happening on these road courses eventually. It's just this, this was every bit of what I was hoping for. And I think somebody, I don't remember exactly who it was that said in the discord as well said, uh, they should just do this for every race now because it just feels like those stage cautions. I know they like to bunch the field back up again, but this put a lot of different strategies because you're still giving stage points, right? That's still the important part of it, but you're not throwing the caution. So do you want the stage points? Do you want to win the race? Yeah, it's uh, and I mean, we all, well, Tyler Reddick and props to them for, for realizing where it didn't work out and changing on a dime and making it work and getting back in. I mean, it looked like he had screwed himself at, at the one point during that race and, and then they ended up making it work out. But yeah, I mean, there was every element in this race and we, especially on road courses, we haven't had that where it's just been so predictable. You run till two laps to go, you go in the same guys get back to the front. You're flipping stages, all this stuff. And this race, you had no idea what was even going on half the race. Like, whoa, how'd this guy get here? And that guy's there. And what? And just nobody knew what was going on. And it was great. It was fun. It was exciting. There were so many different strategies. Uh, you had different things that different people were trying. And, you know, obviously Reddick pitted early. He doesn't care about the stage going for the win. But then that doesn't look like it's going to work out. They're able to adjust it. Kyle Busch, props to his crew at the end there. They're like, fuck it we're you know we're just not gonna win this at any we have no chance let's come in pit just in case well just in case happens we got to the end where it was like maybe these guys oh i thought alex bowman i thought he was doing a perfect running 80 percent throttle i'm like oh this is setting up good i was starting to feel my long shot a little bit there and uh and then we get the late caution instead of the fuel mileage race and man this just everything about this race it, it it almost sucks that it went to the 17 overtimes because I think that's going to leave a bad taste in people's mouth because I mentioned this in the discord, like three quarters of the way, nine tenths of the way through that race. I'm like, how is this not like a hundred percent in Jeff Gluck's, you know, good race bowl. Like everything about it was just, there was great racing. Nobody ever really got a huge lead and just kind of ran away. There were some points, you know, where things got stretched out a little, but I mean, it was constantly good racing when somebody would take the lead, they weren't really pulling away for the most part. And there was guys battling and back and forth and, and then all this strategy and it just the entire day was great. And then depending on how much chaos you like, maybe you like the end too, but it was like, Oh my goodness. I mean the sweat on the bets. Wow. That's uh that covers your workouts for the week already. Uh, just man, what a, what, what an ending to that extremely. I mean, it was extremely exciting without needing all the stuff at the end. And then, you got all the chaos at the end. Corey LaJoy comes back from two laps down, finishes 11th place, like insane day. So there's a couple of different things that I'm, I'm ready to touch on here. And, and obviously, yes, uh, the, the insanity of the day was absolutely fantastic. And, and by the way, welcome to everybody that's joining us live. Uh, we are, man, we're so glad to be doing this one live. This is a lot of fun to talk about. We had so <laughs> much fun, fun in the Discord. So much. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so awesome. We got Matthew Jones in here talking about Reddick winning. We talk about Gibbs top 10. Let's talk him. about Stenhouse, Stenhouse top 10. Stenhouse made it in the top 10. Yeah, that dude. And Busher was a top 10 car 
as yep. well. Kelly, t- uh, Kelly's in here talking about LaJoy, LaJoy baby. Yep. Yeah, just mentioned all the way back to 11 from down. two laps down. I mean, he was black flagged at one point mm-hmm. in that race. They had to come in and fix his diffuser. And again, it just, yeah, it was chaotic. And, and he just had to survive it, but he did. And just worked his way back up there. He, he's stacking more than pennies. He's got to change his, his whole slogan to stacking nickels the way he's been going. Stacking quarters. Uh, TV's currently hanging off the wall. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, telling you. Yeah, I believe you. that uh, that was mentioned in the Discord. That, yeah, uh, <laughs> I definitely gonna, was going to lose his TV again today. <laughs> it's not going to be fun. So, and then another thing, uh, Moonoff was in there, the machine, the Discord. He, he wanted an angry rant. And, and let me let me give you an angry rant. Are you ready? I, I don't know that I've ever unloaded as Angry Rod before, but let me tell you something right now. First of all, the ending of that race was everything that racing fans should want right it had all the thrill all the excitement all the action of of what they were after for these these nascar overtimes and and again even before that like hanging on by like oh my god is tyler gonna run out of gas is william gonna run out of gas like how many of these cars are gonna actually run out of gas i did feel like this was going back you know four or five six years ago when fuel mileage races were were the rage but here's where the real ramp begins there needs to be a cap on these damn cautions, on, on these green-white, cha- on these overtime, there needs to be a cap. I'm sorry, but unlimited, I want the race to end on green. I do. Every race fan wants to see this race end on a green flag. But if you've tried 15 different times, stop. Just stop. The amount of carnage, the amount of just utter chaos that can be had in though, there is no, there is just no reason for any of that, especially when you know, when you full as hell know that in, t- in turn one, like there's just going to be everything happening around you. You need to, you need to stop like three times. If you can't get it done in three times, I mean, I've heard this before. If you can't do it, no, if you can't get it done after three <laughs> times, you're done. No more. Stop. Just pull the plug. Like call it. Yeah. I and I can see both sides of it. Like, uh, yeah, I didn't know you had it in your rod. Uh, you guys, me either. I've, I've never, never seen. I've never seen an angry side of Rod. He's always so nice and everything. Uh, uh, but no, I, I, yeah, you probably have to put a cap on it. I get what they're going for, and there's a side of me, the the non gambler side, because the ga- it doesn't help the gambling hardly oh, ever. God, no. These overtimes make it worse. <laughs> but there's a side of me that likes to see Corey LaJoy get up to 11th and likes to see just utter chaos but if tyler reddick would not have won that race it would have been just the biggest shame like trust me i was rooting for kyle bush because i gave him out i was rooting for although i had reddick too because i luckily tailed tailed your advice thanks good thing i just need to start can we get exact second place finishes because i'm really good at picking those guys Uh, but i was also there was a part of me rooting for bowman obviously at the what he was 20 to 1 i think or something so uh but yeah it Man, it would have sucked if he didn't win. So I'm glad he held on all 17 restarts and was able to get there. But uh, man, it just, yeah, I don't know. They, they've got to figure something out because, it, and uh, we got a tweet. Somebody tweeted at us, uh, Chris at CT Jumps. He said, well, At what point do fans get fed up with the green, white, checkered manufactured endings? I can't be alone in losing my ass due to them this year. And yeah, that's that's been our biggest problem, right? Was the first was a four races, five races. We had the winner at the end of every regulation and got fucked every time in overtime. And it was looking could have been this that way again this time, right? Because you had Tyler Reddick 
and then, oof, I mean, luckily we ended up with having the top three. We're all given out on the show. So that eased it a little bit. But uh, yeah, it, I don't know. I, I don't think Overrun can go away because it is exciting. And, and I think that the fans and everyone deserves a green flag finish. But man, just the utter disrespect, the utter, I mean, these guys, it just, it gets crazy. Everybody's just driving. It's like you just close your eyes, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> And you just go into the corner, and then like half the field's getting spun out, and it's like, man, what? I, I, but I don't know what they can do. But they know. But listen. Know. But they know, and that's and this is what I'm talking about. Like the drivers, they know that there's really, especially if you're like. 15th on back they know there's no consequence to their actions so they can go drive it in there knowing that it's not going to really affect i mean it's going to impact their day sure right i mean they're going to probably go from uh whatever whatever they finish to whatever they, they finish afterwards but you know the, the the guys that really suffer are the tyler reddicks are the william bowen uh, bowman's are the the kyle bushes the ones that have to continually fight off i mean listen and i and i said this in the discord as well uh cody and i next week we're going to be wearing a Fitbit of sort, and we're going to just keep our our uh, heart rate in the Discord. You guys can follow along. My my heart rate was very close to Tyler Reddick's. I promise. You. Mine was double <laughs> Tyler Reddick's. I mean, I look. I'm just saying there was a lot on the line, not just for him, but uh, I got to think that he was carrying the the hopes and prayers of all of us who tailed him at ten to one, just knowing what was going on. It just it was insane. Uh, want to get to Sam Smith's comment here real quick. He missed the optimal by one. Priest, Ooh. man, that was a rough wreck for Priest. Yeah. I felt bad yeah. for that guy. I the DFS ride at the end there. I I didn't enter a ton this weekend, but I, I went from at points I was winning a decent amount. One of the overtimes I looked and I was winning nothing. I ended up winning like fifty bucks. So I was like, okay, <laughs> that's great. Like at the end, because when all the chaos settled, but it was an up and down day. I mean, with just guys going to the back, going to the front, everything. It, it was insane. And then obviously all the chaos at the end, out some some guys and everything. Reveal the auto hashtag to, auto fade of Ty Dillon every single week and need to play, play the Bailey Mew. <laughs> he, he, wants, he wants this. Yeah, this is, I, this I mean, is what he wants. Auto fade of the week. Auto fade Ty of the week. <laughs> And they need to give us more matchups with him. That's the problem is we nailed him the one week they gave it to us. And then he's, he's not really in the options much, but uh, I think he did say in the, in the discord that uh, he would take Cody Ware over him every week. So, <sighs> so I uh, can't argue there. Ty Dillon. Again, I met the guy one time. He was really cool, but oof, he's probably not really cut out for Sundays. I don't think, you know, and, but I, listen, so who was, that was Tyler Reddick. That dude was on he had rocket fuel and then some in that car man i don't know what it was but well and just so like think about this like tyler reddick obviously the best car like best driver all day but there were people that were challenging him like william byron byron dude you this dude has showed up this year like everybody's kind of you know he's kind of been hanging at hendrick and then showing up winning a couple races but he looks for real for real so it's going to be interesting to continue to watch if that stays Bowman has looked good on this this road course specifically the last couple of times uh, and a few of the other ones. Suarez hanging out there. Chastain, obviously, we know. Um, and then, like, Larson wasn't there all day today, but we know Larson's good. When Chase Elliott comes back, like, I think we're going to have some. There's five more road courses this season. And the Chicago Street Course, Rod. Ooh. Oh, my God. That is going to be the messiest race we've probably ever seen. Uh, but the other four road courses, I think we're going to have some epic, battles um as far as 
I mean, there's so much top talent and so many guys that have gotten so good at this. Uh, you know, for a couple of years there, it had kind of gotten pretty stale where Chase Elliott was winning a lot of them. Martin Tricks Jr. was winning a lot of them. And Kyle Larson kind of came in and was winning a lot of them. Now, unless Tyler Reddick is just that much better than everybody, I think we're going to have some epic battles coming up in these other road courses uh, this this week. Yeah, and we actually, so do all the teams take the foot camera that they had on Reddick and study his braking patterns? I mean, listen, that's get, not a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, and they get all that with the SMT data too. Yeah. So it's not like, not like they're really revealing any secrets there. You can, the teams have access to that and they can go in and see exactly how much somebody's on the throttle, exactly when they break, how they break, what exact lines they're running. And the teams do, and the drivers do study that stuff now and use it to try and elevate their game. So unfortunately for Reddick, there's there's no secrets there anyways. No, there's no there's no way. Uh, talk about did they, uh, they said Max uh, Papis is co- uh, coaching. Wasn't he the guy on the radio that was telling him? To go yeah, tell I think me you he heard him ass? a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, come on there, coaching him. So, I mean, that's smart. Why not have have these guys that have done it before. He was a road course ringer back in the day. Uh, and I mean, like we've talked about before, it's not just two races anymore where a lot of people just didn't care. We'll just punt on those two races. It's six races in the season. That's a lot to get you towards the playoffs, to get you those playoff points, all that stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, props, props to him for bringing Matt Pappas on. And obviously I think you can see the results. I mean, he battled it out Saturday and almost beat Almondinger. He battled it out today and at points had Tyler Reddick on the ropes at least. Um, and yeah, it, he's, he's much, much improved and multiple pole qualifying, uh, efforts on road courses. Now that's going to be something to watch going forward too. So props, props to Byron. He's, he's definitely getting there. Yeah, it's definitely, that was okay. So on an entertainment uh, standpoint, that definitely was a fun race because it didn't get strung out and even even though there was like that first caution was like 20 minutes that that was unacceptable as well i don't understand why that was three laps long i don't know if they just weren't ready for things to happen that quickly yeah they were like oh my god lap one we don't know what to do (laughs) oh jesus uh but yeah Yeah, that that was uh, that that was was pretty bad but i kind of knew at that point that it was going to be uh we, we were going on the over with the cautions at that point, I think. We were in for one for sure. Yeah. No, but I from I loved the racing standpoint of it because it seemed like there was a lot going on on the track the whole time. And and just like you had mentioned, nobody really pulled ahead except for Reddick at that one point where it was like five seconds up on uh, who was second place. It wasn't Byron, was it? Um, yeah, I think at that point it was... It wasn't Byron. It was... Chastain? Yeah, I think it was Chastain. Suarez. No, it was Suarez. Suarez. It was Suarez. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was about six seconds up on Suarez, and that was when he started to really pull away. And then, of course, you know, all the, the strategy played out. But you're absolutely right about Reddick pulling that strategy. That was a heady move. And, in fact, I was even saying it. I think Reddick needs to pit with everybody else to get back on cycle. Yep. Right? I said that in the Discord because I thought, what harm is that going to do him to get back on cycle when these guys are staying out till lap 24, whatever, right? I said, this is a perfect time for him to jump back in because he had climbed all the way back up to like ninth place at the time. And ninth place with the way he was running was a perfect spot for him to just go ahead and get back in slide right back and in. slide right back in. And thankfully that happened. And of course the rest is history as he crosses the finish line in first. So um, like I said, overall, the fact that there was stuff happening up and down the track just basically you know, w- was fantastic. And I, I, for one, loved that and, and loved watching it. Now, Gordon, again, there were parts of it that I could have done without, but I think the race overall was good. 
Kevin saying, can't believe Caesars had McDowell plus 140 versus Taylor. Almost didn't pay because of the crazy ending. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, though, listen, Taylor did something and then, of course, got caught up in it at the end. Yeah. But, you know, I uh, let's see. Dustin Long tweeted this out uh, from Jensen Button. Jensen Button finished 18th and told his team after the race on the radio that cup drivers are on it every second of the race. He also said afterwards that the race was a roller coaster. A whole F1 season in one race. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that summed it up pretty good. Like, it's such a different... I mean, it is it is so much different than F1. And, and obviously, I think you can see that with, with how some of these guys perform and stuff. But yeah, Taylor was impressive. But then, like we talked about, when it gets to the beating and the banging that these guys aren't necessarily used to, that's where it comes into play. And uh, yeah, I was, I was impressed with his run throughout the day. But yeah, props to you on getting good value there. I mean... That's almost the thing, and uh, I think at, at, at road courses, and we'll have to keep an eye on this going forward. If you get, because there were some crazy, I have to go back and look and see. This morning, there were some crazy head-to-head uh, -head prices. I, I think it was Gibbs and Cindric were, wasn't Gibbs like plus 300 or something? And, and Cindric ends up beating him, but only by three spots. So, it, I mean, yeah, with if we're going to continue to have this late-race chaos, on these road courses, you might have to watch for these plus money, plus money bets and getting a guy like McDowell, who we know can get solid finishes on road courses, does it all the time against a guy like Taylor who just had never had the experience, although he was in a great car. And so I think that that kind of propped him up a little. But um, yeah, it ended up being a good cash for you. So nice job finding the value there. Yeah, and again, look, that's the that's the thing we talked about too. It's straddling that line between finding the good early lines that you can find and then of course waiting until after everything happened because this is a perfect example, especially this weekend, right? We talked about trying to get in early on some of these guys. We talked about Tyler Reddick, Tyler Reddick being 10 to 1 at the beginning of the week. Of course, as soon as he came out and blind and just, you know, tore through practice and tore through qualifying, well, that line dropped to like 250, 350, 350 yeah, in 350. some places. Yeah, so, I mean, getting in early there was was good. Um, and then, of course, as you know, they start taking down all sorts of matchups. They start taking down top five, top tens. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah, and some of the matchups we gave out on the show weren't even available yeah. later in the week because, you, and, you know, in practice and stuff, there's such differences in times and the books are just like, yeah, we're not going to keep that out there anymore because maybe this isn't even worth having a price on. So, I think there is is that fine balance between getting them in early like we like to do and then you grab your few late too as well and we've seen both sides of that pay off aj almondinger he was a guy i ended up adding on a couple couple bets and he looked so good for a while and then of course that ended poorly but uh yeah yeah we'll talk about aj in a second uh jdk talk about really hope button comes back uh great guy great personality that was a that was a fun little ride to watch him go around seemed like a good good dude yeah yeah uh right you need to take him uh so right on getting in early the only reason i didn't take him is because it was max 350 yeah i know it was it was yeah. not you know yeah when you go from having somebody at 10 to 1 and then and then they drop all the way to 350 it's tough to pay that and i mean we almost saw it not work right he had the the pit strategy that almost didn't work for him 47 overtimes later he you know maybe he wasn't going to end up winning it but luckily he still did for those of us that had him but yeah, it's it's real tough when a guy drops that much to to still get in on him. 
Uh, and then to that point, though, we had uh, a question from uh, at Scotty or Scotty P rather at Fant uh, Fant Avert F A N T A V E R T on Twitter, uh, talking about he's limited to one book and he really only has truck winners, Xfinity winners, and and a few matchups. So you know, trying to have a winning week using those limits, it's really what it is, and it comes down to Scott is is just trying to locate the value early. And of course, we're always open in the Discord to answer any of those questions that you have as far as the early value. And if it's just one, if you're very limited in what you can pick, I know it's difficult picking the outrights every week because, I mean, we don't always have weeks like this where we hit all three outrights, and it's it's sometimes a crapshoot. And and on especially on super speedway tracks or on tracks we're really unsure about, it's not always easy to hit the outright and. We always talk about it on the show. It's it's not it's not how you can make a living by just trying to hit the outright every single week. You got to identify other bets. So listen, if you are one of those folks out there that are limited to one book or or really have very few options at your at your disposal, please feel free. If we don't talk about the, the a particular matchup on the show, or if you're trying to to locate some some good value on a potential outright, let us know because we are here to help no matter what, and we will try to identify what you have at your disposal because again we can't cover everything on the show for everybody but by and large if you give us a question to discord we can definitely dig into it a little deeper and you know getting in early is key on outrights especially if you're if you're trying to live and die by the outrights because as we've just seen after practice after qualifying if everything goes right you're screwed and if everything goes wrong then we can help you find some value in those guys that maybe slipped uh, as well yeah, and I mean, yeah, it just sucks if you're limited on your options like that. Uh, I know a few people that it's it's very, very limited. You don't you sometimes a lot of times you don't get the top fives, the top tens, and those are a lot of the ones we hit that that can save us if we do miss the outrights and stuff. So yeah, you just have to work around it, unfortunately, and and find out where you're getting your value. Uh, the head to heads are a lot tougher to hit. It seems like a lot of the times. Sometimes we find some. Some pretty mis mispriced ones like Jimmy Johnson versus Ty Gibbs. Jeez, what, a, what a joke. We'll talk about that in a few, but uh, sorry, Rod. That's the one I'm going to make fun of you on. Follow but, me uh, on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Oh, wait. Uh, but no, it just, yeah. And so you have to kind of just attack it differently because you don't have all the options and and maybe just stick to one or two outrights instead of, instead of throwing a bunch in there and, and then try and, and find your matchups that work and go with that and yeah like rod said hit us up in the discord or wherever uh we're, we're more than happy to answer those questions because we know not everybody gets the same options every state is completely different uh some states have different options than other states it seems like uh we have some some canadian listeners some listeners in other countries their their things are totally different um and so it's different for everybody so definitely hit us up and uh, and we'll help you as much as we can at least for that but yeah it's that's a tough situation to be in uh, I know JDK is one that uses 365 a lot. It says it takes uh, a while to get stuff, but come race morning, they got stages, uh, one and two matchups, group winnings. Yeah, so sometimes it does take a while. Um, but again, you know, if it does take a while or if the matchups change a lot, right, then then we will definitely be happy to field some of those questions in the Discord because um, obviously as matchup changes, obviously our opinions are going to change. But a lot of times if you listen to the show, Right, you can sort of get a, an idea, a, an instant idea of who we like. So you know, you can kind of say, okay, well, this they like this guy. They're pretty high on this guy. Then it probably means he's gonna finish better than this guy, or you know, it just 
whatever you can take from what we, we give you. Because when we talk about the folks that we like a lot, more often than not, we got a couple of bets on them. So, you know, that just means that we definitely think they're going to perform better, you know, especially if you hear somebody in a top five and you, and you kind of look for a mismatch in that. So there's a lot of yep. different ways. But, of course, the ultimate answer, Cody, like we said, get in the Discord. We'll help you. Yep. Yeah, and I wanted to touch on Samuel Smith mentioned. Uh, so was getting docked 25 points and 75K like Gibbs uh, received in Texas for the, the pit road tomfoolery. If you didn't see it after the race, Suarez was not happy. He actually bumped into Chastain on the cooldown lap, his teammate, and then drove into Bowman hard as they were getting on pit road. Uh, and then he had exchanged words with both drivers after the fact. Uh, and so Suarez was very not happy. But we've seen NASCAR set this precedence. He had the Denny Hamlin thing a couple of weeks ago. Like Samuel said, the uh, the Ty Gibbs thing from last year, specifically on pit road, because there's so many people milling around. You have media people, crew members, officials. There's a lot of things that can go wrong when these massive stock cars are are bumping and banging into each other. And and if somebody's not expecting it, you know how it is. You, you get hit and the wheel turns, whatever the hell. So yeah, I would I would expect uh, at least to find possibly some points as well for for Suarez. We'll uh, obviously comment on that once it, it comes out usually it take a day or two tuesday or wednesday i would think we'll have uh we'll know on that but i would imagine nascar will definitely review that incident and uh, go from there because yeah they're not going to allow that stuff to happen yeah there was a breaking news story that literally happened as reddick was about to grab the checkered flag so i missed everything after that so i the but when i first when i caught it back up again it they were basically done so i was like right. oh man i was i was a little disappointed i didn't even get to see reddick celebrate because they had just cut to a breaking news story oh, as man. soon as it, yes. Yeah, so I was like, ah, doggone it. So I yeah, didn't get to I didn't see too moment. much live. I was out to dinner. I was <laughs> out. My wife's family was in town. Of course, we had to go out to dinner and they waited as long as possible. But we had to get out <laughs> eventually because otherwise the kids get crabby. So I, I'm watching on the phone and my rest or watching on my phone in the restaurant. Uh, and it keeps going to overtime and overtime. And I'm like, Oh boy, <laughs> it was exciting uh, to watch at dinner. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and Kelly said, "Think Suarez had the second best car today." That's very possible. He was fast. He looked good. I mean, I made a joke about live betting him on lap one because it right out of the gate you could tell, like, okay, Suarez is for real. And then hung around all day and was there at the end as well. Uh, obviously, a little upset after the race. I don't know exactly what happened there uh, between those guys. I didn't specifically see that incident, but. Uh, didn't like the way he was raced, I guess. No, well, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, I, I think that goes for nine tenths of the field, actually. I was about to say, everybody. <laughs> about 35 of the 36 yeah, guys. Everybody. Maybe even from, Reddick, too. <laughs> from like fifth on back could have that same, that yeah. same. I mean, when you're, when you're seven wide going into a turn, there's going to be some hurt feelings. I'm telling you that right now. But um, all right, let's talk about those bets and we'll talk about the rest of the weekend as well. We've got to take a break. Already long. The bosses don't like it when I go long. Uh, but, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll be back in a second to, to hang out with you guys more <laughs> to talk about the rest of this weekend. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with our bets and all that other good stuff. Hang tight. We're going to tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states. Be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100. 
get $100 limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. So much choose from, and all you got to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state of playthrough. WinBet is available. If you're somebody who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Are you looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world? Of course you are. You can win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas to hang with the guys. Contest is completely free to enter, just like everything else at the SGP. You can just go right now to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on the room using promo code SGP15. The Final Four Watch Party is going virtual. Hang out with the guys on the YouTube channel for the entire Saturday of Final Four action live bets, prize giveaways, and so much more. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast and tune in on Saturday. All right, since it's still fresh in our mind, we will go through the bets that we placed today for the Echo Park Automotive uh, race there at the CODA Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. Uh, again, it was a, a pretty good day because we hit the outright, but uh, some of our other bets did not fare quite so well. Although, Cody, you did nail uh, the winner of stage two to win the race. You called take take both. You said take both the winner of stage one to win the race or the winner of stage two. We did get one of those. Didn't get one of them. So, yeah, winner of stage two was plus 325. Somebody pointed out in the Discord as well that it had gone up actually later in the week. It was at like plus four or something. So, we thought it was mispriced and would go down, and it went the opposite direction, which was weird. Uh, winner of stage one would have hit as well because Reddick was leading early, but then he decided to pit instead of it was so weird that out the stage cautions. And the one stage was it was the second stage, right? Where they took the green flag as the stage was ending. So, literally, the choose cone came into play because if you chose and got pushed forward that pushed up in the, the final standings for the stage and and getting the jump ahead of the guy next to you pushed you ahead at the line that was all very strange and interesting and different but yeah i mean i feel like both these were very good value plus 350 plus 325 you could have easily hit both i mean and then there at the end you had byron and reddick battling it out if either one wins you were going to hit one of these one, you know one way or the other so um, ended up working out pretty good. So, yeah, happy with that. That was a good way to uh, to kick off the card. Yeah, tripling up, that is never a bad thing, you know, especially on a, on a track. And we told you that you probably expect – now, granted, we did say that it, we expect to see people kind of pull away – but the leader was the leader for a better part of the race. Yeah, you know, it was, yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't like they pulled away, but they still stayed in the lead. It was definitely hard to pass the leader. That much I will say. You very much had to set yourself up for it. And obviously we, we saw what Reddick was able to do the whole time. Uh, my first bet was, man, it was good through the whole first stage. And then later in the race, he had a pit problem and then was just subjected to the mayhem and all of the nastiness that happens in the back of the pack, and that's A.J. Allmendinger as a top three car, which he was for a lot of that first stage, looking good, looking like he could hang with the leaders, and if he would have not had that pit problem and mired him back in, like, what was it, 12th, 11th, something like that. I mean, when you're in the back of the pack, dude, you're playing bumper cars, you know, and unless you're Tyler Reddick and you're able to very much get yourself through it, navigate yourself through that, 
you're pretty much subject to all of the chicanery that goes on uh, back there. And and unfortunately, he fell into that. And then, you know, got got bumped around, uh, what was it, the second or the first overtime? I don't remember what it was, but he got he got collected in I one of those it, overtimes. Yeah, all of the 17 overtimes all run together. I don't remember which one, but I think yeah. it was the first one. I think so, too. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that did not, that did not bode well for his day at all. Um, and yeah. then I had the Larson Dinger Quinella, which Larson's just nowhere to be found. It was, that was not even, there was no, nothing, yeah. no part of Larson. Not, I guess not practice, not qualifying, not anything. Yeah. And I guess again, I, oh man, sometimes I second guess qual or practice and stuff because it's like, well, it's Larson. He's going to show up. Right. And he didn't, so I guess practice proved to be correct there. I don't know. It's going to be interesting going forward. He's kind of – he's been up and down. He's had some good cars but hasn't gotten any wins yet. Been interesting. It's going to be uh, interesting to see when he when he kind of gets gets that figured out. But I had him as a top five, a plus 135. I felt like there was great value here because I thought he would be the best car. I thought he would be the tops of the thing. We even saw Chevy be fast, so it wasn't something like that. Uh, it just again he didn't have it all weekend and then he i mean like i said in the discord did, did somebody put a kick me sticker on the back of his car like because he was just a, a pinball out there and it seemed like you know you had Bubba get into him and then he's trying to get on pit road and denny gets into him and then he got spun out like three other times throughout the race and it just everything that could go wrong for larson went wrong and uh yeah nowhere to be found all day ends up finishing 14th which really feels like a decent finish for how bad he ran all day i guess but it just not larson's day for sure well listen bubba fired in exactly like that one wreck that was at uh what was it the charlotte roval yeah. right where he yeah, burned and it was in. larson was the yeah. one who did it there yeah that was uh, yeah i think something must have happened i don't know because bubba afterwards was saying that that he felt like it was his fault a rookie mistake he said and i i don't know it, it was weird how that happened and i think that was the same thing larson said too though when when that happened at the roval so i don't know what mistake was made if he hit the wrong the wrong pedal or or what happened but uh yeah that was that was again kind of scary how fast those go when things are not going correctly yeah i i don't know either but i'll i'll take it um my next bet boy by the grace of all chaos happened and that was chris busher oh. <laughs> a top 10 car chris busher Started 30 freaking second, finishes that race eighth. I watched that 17 start climbing, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is really going to cash. He has been nowhere all day long, and just every caution that kept happening, Busher kept getting back into it, then creeping back in. He was 12th place. I was like, we are getting close to a Busher top 10. What? And then that last caution, he just managed to get himself up into the top seven. I know he finished eighth, but like, I could not believe Chris Busher. I mean, I, I look, I called it, but even I didn't believe it through the rest of that day. You know, all all of today, I was like, boy, that was a wrong read. Like, Busher is nowhere to be found. That that uh, RFK team is is hanging on a vine right now. But again, Busher kept himself uh, away from too much disaster and drove his way to a top ten finish. Which this was juiced at minus one twenty, which meant that it was supposed to happen, but by God, it almost didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, we've had the bad losses in overtime, so we'll take the wins too. I mean, it doesn't matter how it happens, as long as it happens. And Busher got it done. Uh, so yeah, props to you. It maybe wasn't the sexiest way to do it, but cash and bet is a cash and bet. Uh, next up for me, I had 
Kyle Busch over Tyler Reddick. Again, we recorded that show on Tuesday. Uh, and so at that point, we had not seen it from, from Reddick or from Toyota. And I said on the show that Reddick could, you know, could come out and be great like he was last year. Um, like Samuel pointed out here, the question coming in the race was between Reddick and Bush was, was it the car or was it the driver? And they finished one, two. So a little bit of both, obviously. Um, but we saw it in practice and in qualifying. Toyota clearly figured some things out, put some work into the road course package this season. Uh, smart thing to do, obviously, with Tyler Reddick being in the camp now. Um, and yeah, Tyler Reddick, I said he had to prove it to me. Well, he proved it to me. I won't be fading Tyler Reddick on the next flat five road courses this season uh, because I think he's could arguably be the best driver uh, on road courses now at this point. I mean, I know that Elliott's had that title. He wasn't obviously there to defend that today, um, but but Reddick has looked good. I did see Bob Hawker tweeted this out as well. In the last 25 races, the driver with the most wins over those 25 races, Tyler Reddick with four wins. Three of those obviously have been on road courses, so um, kind of puts it into perspective. First of all, the, the the parody we've had in wins out of the last 25, only one driver's at four, uh, and that's Tyler Reddick. So, yeah, he proved it. I uh, wasn't far off on this bet. Obviously, they finished one, too. So there were some times at the end there it looked like Bush maybe would get him. Uh, it didn't quite happen. So, but, uh, but it was, it was close, but, uh, yeah, my, my thing was basically I was going to fade Reddick until he proved me wrong with the Toyota camp and, uh, oof, yeah, proved me wrong. Proved me right, but we'll get there. Uh, so I <laughs> had my matchup was Denny Hamlin over Brad Keselowski. This was a wild, wild thrill ride the whole way through. I, it, first of all, Keselowski was over Hamlin for a little while, and then it was Hamlin over Keselowski, and then Keselowski got back into it. Hamlin started playing pinball like this. Well, I had no Kozlowski idea what to about, think of this one. About retired on lap one. Ah, yeah. He was part of that incident there, and then you weren't even sure he was going to come back out. And Denny just did not. I mean, I, Denny just doesn't have it on road courses. I don't think he just he can't get it done. And that might need to be something we need to pinpoint going forward. If they're still putting him in matchups that he would normally get on a week to week basis with ovals, maybe we just need to straight up fade Denny Hamlin because he is not very good on road courses. It ends up with a 16th place finish, a fine day. Uh, but a lot of that I think was the chaos at the end because he was nowhere to be found. But Brad Keselowski. He might be even worse on road courses. So yeah, uh, this he, was a good call by you. <laughs> he finishes 35th, does Brad Keselowski. And you're right. I thought this one was over right from the get-go. Like that that first lap, and I saw the sixth car like turned around. I thought, oh, thank God. Here we go. Number one in the books. We're we're yeah. going cooking from here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this one was an up and down. Like, I, I mean, as much as the lead was a sweat, this is why I told you this is why it's so much fun to bet down the card because I had skin in the 20th position on back. Like I was I was watching that ticker the whole way through thinking, man, this is uh this is gonna be crazy here. Yeah, and then Kelly asked a question. I think it's supposed to say, is it smart to get on the outright early in the week and hold off until closer for the matchups? The odds drop so much on the outright. Yeah, that potentially could be a good strategy. Maybe wait until you see what practice is if we have it. That's the thing, too, is a lot of weeks there isn't practice or not enough practice for it to even matter where you're really seeing anything. Um, so I think it just depends maybe on the matchup. If you do have maybe on the Bush-Reddick thing, that would have been better to wait and see. Although, if Reddick had come out and stunk it up in practice because the Toyotas had been bad, that matchup might have swung a bunch and, and Kyle Busch ends up at minus 150 or minus 200. So 
it depends, I guess, on the matchup. Maybe you'd look at each one individually and say, how much could this swing later in the week? How much can we learn? Uh, I don't know for sure. But on the outrights, I think if you're going to call your shot on somebody that's going to be, you know, that has a chance to qualify up front or run good in practice, like Rod proved this weekend, I mean, getting somebody at 10 to 1 and then them dropping all the way to plus 350, plus 250 some places, like that's a hell of a drop. And you could still get in then. And, and I saw, I think it was the JDK said he got in on him plus 400 and just bet twice as much. But then that's double the risk if you don't hit it. And so definitely getting in early is key there. Um, speaking of early, this next matchup, Rod and I went against each other. Oh, look, I can't hear you. Oh, look, you're muted. No, I'm just kidding, Where'd Rod. you go? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rod had Jimmy Johnson over Ty Gibbs, minus 110. I had the other side of it, Ty Gibbs over Jimmy Johnson. Granted, with all this chaos at the end, it could have ended differently if Johnson was given a chance to be out there, maybe potentially. But, uh, yeah, no, this was this was the worst matchup in history. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I said the word lock in the in the betting show. Uh, it just this one made no sense to me. And then obviously Jimmy gets taken out in lap one, so you don't really get a true true sense of what it was. But Jimmy looked bad in practice. He did not qualify good. It, it, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think things were going to go well for Johnson anyways. So I'll take the victory lap on this one since Rod went up me and. And swept the weekend with winners. I, you know, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you because that was my heart. And I told you guys I was betting with my heart, not with the head on this one. I just, I wanted to make sure that I, I got Jimmy in there somewhere when he's on the card. Uh, he so, had a better chance of winning than Ty Dillon. Oh, uh, that is. <laughs> That's what Kelly says. That uh, hurts. Not much of a better chance, but a better chance, I guess. I, I just feel for the guy, though, because he didn't even get a single lap in. He didn't even get back to the start-finish line. That Especially is when you're running, bad. like, it's such a limited schedule, oh. too. Like, all that, you know, you got the whole weekend. You come out, you practice, you're putting all this into it, and then you get out there. That's what, man, in the F1 races, when you see him crash going into turn one, it's like you spend an entire weekend, like, three practices. You qualified. You probably did some simulator work all week, like, ready to go. And then it's over in like three minutes, and it's like, wow, that's. Uh, <laughs> I guess we've all been there before, right? It's, uh, yeah, rough. <laughs> it's like in the movie Clerks, where they go up and the guy closes the shop, and he and he goes up and he starts playing hockey on the roof, and they only have the one ball, and it gets hit off after like a half. He's like, we come up here for one period, and I close this. No, like that's that's how it feels, right? Yeah. Yeah, like exactly you only same. bought one ball. What? Who brings one? That's that, <laughs> Who brings that's one ball on the roof. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, look, I feel bad yeah. for Jimmy. I really do. And and look, Ty wasn't even all that great, and the chaos basically yeah. ushered him him into a top ten finish. So, um, you know, Ty nowhere yeah. to be found. His day, in the his top day was 10. up and down, but yeah. mostly down. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well. look, all I'm saying is that if I were to do this again, I'd do it again. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rod loves him some Jimmy Johnson, so just keep that in mind going forward. I really do. Yeah, yeah. You will probably probably temper your expectations when it comes to Jimmy Johnson bets Maybe. for me. Maybe. Yeah. And listen, uh, I know that up. we're here to win money. I know we're here to win money. But listen, I'm going to do this every single time. So fade me if you want. But one of these days, I is hope they hit. keep putting Jimmy Johnson in there, just because the fact that people will bet on him because of the fan aspect of it, and I will just fade him every time. Books love it. Maybe we'll get a Jimmy Johnson, Ty Dillon matchup for you next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might actually take Jimmy Johnson on that side, but uh, next up for me, I had Kevin Harvick top 10 at plus 155, top four to plus 800. This one was actually looking really good for a while. 
Uh, towards the end of the race there, it was Harvick, McDowell, back-to-back there, and I was rooting. I was watching that matchup just as much as I was watching the front. So I'm like, all right, let's go get this top Ford Harvick. And then the end happened in, in 47 overtimes later. Harvick ends up actually being the one, two, three, four, the fifth Ford to finish the race. 13th place, so Ford actually nice little rebound after not looking great all weekend just because they survived some chaos. Uh, but, yeah, it, I, I don't know. Again, this felt like a pretty good one. Harvick was kind of up there all day. He was hanging out. Again, he, he never looked great, which you don't expect from him, but hanging around front all day, fourth place in stage two. And then he was up there and in the top 10. He was the top forward for a while. And I mean, once again, like we said, once you get to these overtimes, all bets are off at that point because just any shit can happen. And, and that's what happened with Harvick. Still held on for a 13th place finish, but not good enough to cash either one of these, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, listen, there were 75 total laps out of 68 scheduled. I mean, there was almost 10 full laps. That's it. There was, I'm surprised there wasn't more extra laps than that. It felt like more. Yeah, well, listen, when you when the last three cautions are for debris, 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 it's like, come on, man. Debris as a result of fairly hard hits. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> but that's what it's debris, debris, debris. Eight cautions, 17 laps, 15 or 16 lead changes, rather. Three hours and 30 minutes for this race. That was a that's a very long, long 68 lap race, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, all right, well. I had the winning car over 30, right? 30 or more at plus 225. Obviously, that one hit. I was banking on the fact that the 45 car would get across the finish line and would double dip on a on a winning car number. Um, Cody, you know I'm not one to necessarily take victory laps, but uh, this winning car thing's kind of working out for me, huh? Hey, man, I'd, I'm sorry for going against you because I think I gave out a tally site bet later in the week that was not this, and... He didn't hit, so big surprise there. Uh, Rod, when it comes to the F1 pit stops, when it comes to the numbers, you get it almost every time, it seems like. So uh, don't ever argue with Rod on those because, uh, yeah, you, you seem to have that formula figured out very well. And plus 225, very good value. Um, and, yeah, there was a couple guys. I mean, Suarez was in the mix. Bowman was in the mix. All guys over that 30 number as well. So there were plenty of guys up there that, that could have won that race and still cashed this one for you. And, again, if you do have all the options available to you, if you're able to shop around, you get things like this. These are those great bets that help you hedge. If we ended up not hitting the winner there, you know, if William Byron would have ended up winning that race, we wouldn't have hit and, and this one wouldn't have hit either. But some of these types like that one, like the winner of the stage two wins their thing in the race. Like those are great ways to, to either hedge or help you build on a good hit, stuff like that. So uh, I think these bets are, are just as important, if not more important than, than the actual winner bets sometimes because it, it is hard to hit the outright winner. I, Rod didn't make it look hard this week. He hit all three, <laughs> uh, but it, it is hard to, especially when you get this kind of racing and this overtime stuff, it's it's hard to predict the winner a lot of times. Yeah, I'm telling second you right place, now. You can predict second place. I could do that all day. <laughs> I do that every week. <laughs> but the actual uh, winner is tough for me. <laughs> uh, I'm, I just I did not have the heart for those last four restarts i just did not it was ugh, not fun anyways rough i'll breeze through my winners quick i had kyle larson we talked about him didn't show up kyle bush uh larson was at plus 650 by the way maybe next time we get to a road course he'll be priced more higher just because he sucked at this one that would be ideal because then you could get on him again but we'll see kyle bush plus 800 this was a good one again not the best day ever but but he continually found a way to put himself in position especially in all the overtimes i mean he was 
didn't have enough for Reddick. Reddick really had it, but had somebody else gotten into it. I mean, Chastain was almost getting up there at the end. I, I could have seen him going up and taking out Reddick and, and Bush being there uh, to get it. And then Bowman, same thing, 20 to one. Again, for the guy running in the top five all the end of this race, like should never have been priced at 20 to one. And we hit Bowman, or did we hit Bowman? Was it Bowman? Did Bowman win this year? Yeah, no. No, Bowman has not won this year. But we've almost hit Bowman. I was thinking of Austin Hill. He was the 21 we hit. But Bowman, we've had a 20 to one or plus multiple times. And each time he's been very close to winning, even though it doesn't hit. When you have a 20 to one that's really close, makes you feel good because there was multiple times he could have easily won that race at the end there. These guys get tangled up. He punches through there or whatever. Uh, so again, I, I feel like there was really good value on that. Larson, just obviously the big swing and miss for me. Uh, I, he just didn't show up this weekend. I got nothing. I mean, there's not really much more to break down than that. It just, nothing went Larson's way this weekend. Um, yes. So my winner, probably the worst, honestly, the worst Hendrick car all weekend. Yeah. Which when Jordan Taylor's in one of the Hendrick cars <sighs> is somewhat concerning, I guess. <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah, my outright winner, some guy named Tyler, Reddick, I don't know. I, I think he ran the race. I think he finished. And he won six times. So, oh, yeah. Uh, that not. dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I honestly, like I said, what I loved, and I'll say this before we go to break because we got to go uh, take a quick break after this, but what I love was that the first time around, that that first restart that he had, he was on he was on the outside, right? Or, or yeah, he was on the outside. And, and it almost didn't work out for him to where he just kind of, he would have even fallen back to fourth or even fifth place in that instance but he hung tight and kind of stuck around in the top but he learned he learned every single time after that and once he got the lead he was able to stay on the inside track and and he almost lost it again i mean he did lose it again to byron he had to get it back so he he chased down the lead so many times in this race it just was unbelievable that was a fast fast car i mean again william byron was fast too those guys were setting track records in qualifying and in practice like almost every other lap so uh the fastest two cars were dueling it out there for a while uh, unfortunately byron just could not hang on to to that edge um what's funny is i i just i'd watched top gun maverick with my my daughter this weekend and i was just thinking to myself you know about maverick's aggressive maneuvers and reddick basically holding out the cockpit just like maverick was the whole time you know fighting those and when they're showing his footwork and mm. what he's doing in the car, like that is just so impressive. And those guys don't get a break. Like there's not a second to, okay, you know, stretch your hands out for it. Like it is just the whole time you're working your feet and you got to do it perfectly and, and lifting his foot up so quick every time he shifts, like, and just hitting it perfect every time he put on a master class today. And yeah, props to you getting in on that early, calling him out. You only gave out one winner. I gave out three and missed them all. You give out one and and spot on. So props to you, Rod. Uh, you killed it this weekend. Nah, I just like I said, I, I I loved how he did it. I loved how he came out and did it. It was just a, a I, I'd seen something out of him in the last couple of races that I was just very much impressed with, and uh, obviously he was too. So, um, all right, we're gonna step away. We're gonna come back. There was a truck in an Xfinity race. We will quickly go over the winners from that one as well. Uh, two highly entertaining races. Uh, in the in the weekend as well so we'll come back with more of that 
Let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy continues their March Madness College Pick'em. It's a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket's been busted since day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. PN. Hey, if you're watching us right now on YouTube, thank you. We are so happy you're here. We're so happy you're joining us. Cody's got the broom, but you can only see it if you're watching us on YouTube. Such a quickly growing channel. We're enjoying the fact that we're, we're seeing you guys uh, out there. Thank you for joining us live right now that we're here. For those of you who have stuck around joining the conversation, uh, we see you. We're talking to you. We're happy to do so. And we're happy to continue to do so. So uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, like these videos, comment, hit the bell, do all the stuff that the bosses tell me I got to tell you to do in order to keep this channel growing. Uh, and yeah, just continue to love us and we'll continue to love you in return. And what they love, Cody, is winning races or winning money off of the people that win races. And we did a little bit of that this weekend. Uh, as the truck series tore into the the opening night of the uh, of the of the weekend at Coda, we were so disgusted with the books for offering what they offered on uh, on the truck races, and yet we still managed to salvage some pretty decent bets out of this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Again, the the options were horrible this weekend uh, for the trucks, and yeah, I don't know. And I'm oh, I'm so salty. I. It seems like every time, Rod, every time I find a guy that can dominate a race, he ends up getting second, and I don't know how to change it. I don't know. <laughs> I, ugh, man, it just it sucks. So I'm sour about that. But uh, I'm sour about a couple other things, too, because I had Parker Kligerman top three, top mm. five. That truck looked good. He was up front the whole part of first part of the race. And what ended up being the problem that cost him? It says electrical. So whatever happened inside that truck uh, and cost him the day, this I was feeling good about this. I thought he honestly had a chance to win this race. Like he looked that good. Uh, plus 450 for that top three was feeling good. The top five was feeling really good at plus 225. Would have been a nice way to kick it off. Uh, also, I had him over Rhodes. I'll just jump into my next bet as well since it's all clear. But I, I feel like these were good. I mean, Rhodes ended up having a a somewhat decent finish. He ended up 10th, so not that great. I think that had Kligerman not had the issue, he would have easily beat Rhodes, would have easily been in the top five, I think, potentially even the top three. So, man, it was just, it's heartbreaking to see because, again, such a fan favorite. Love betting on the guy. He has made me a ton of money over the years betting on him. Uh, that's why I keep going back to that well. And it was looking good again, but not meant to be this time. Yeah, and honestly, when I was watching that truck up front, I was like, yeah, this is going to hit for Cody and he's going to love it. We're going to hear a lot more Kligerman on the show for sure. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, that electrical issue. And and look, he even got caught in some of that mayhem too, uh, you know, starting back in the, in the I don't want to say back, but even the, the what third, fourth, fifth row, um, that seemed to be the sweet spot for the truck's chaos in turn one. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to be in that front, and was it front the part. truck race he had to start at the back, wasn't it? Or was it? I think it was the Xfinity race. Maybe Xfinity. that was the Xfinity race. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, they run together. Yeah, well, they all do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm obviously, uh, yeah, it's just disappointing that that didn't happen for you. 
Uh, as did my next one. Holy cow. How the hell did Ty Majeski figure out how to race on a on a road course? We talked about Ty Majeski's just utter failures on uh, on road courses, and here comes Cosgrala. He's done so well. In fact, Cosgrala finished in tenth. We called a, a, a finish like that for Cosgrala, but what we didn't expect was for Ty Majeski to start third and finish third in this race. So obviously, my Cosgrala over Ty Majeski bet did not hit. Um, and it wasn't even real. I mean, Cosgrala was ro- was rolling in front of Majeski for a while, in fact, uh, in this one. But Majeski just continued to find his way back up front. And uh, and, and I think pit strategy had a lot to do with that as well. But uh, Ty Majeski worked his way to a third-place finish. But Cosgrala, you know, hats off to him. He ran a hell of a race. He started 10th, finished 9th, rather. I said 10th place, 10th place finish, but he ended up uh, uh, fin- starting 10th and finishing 9th. So... Not a bad day for Kaz, but uh, definitely not uh, the the day we needed out of him to beat Ty Majeski. Yeah, I mean, just props to Ty. It from he had limited starts, and then the starts he had they weren't great, and so we were just kind of rolling with that. Uh, came out qualified third, and then really stuck around the front all day. Second in stage one uh, was out of the stage in top or out of the top ten in stage two, but I think things were kind of getting shuffled around at that point, and then uh, yeah, ends up with a nice solid third place run. So. Uh, yeah, just again, it, the track record had not been there, but he uh, he put it together. <sighs> yep, and I'll, I'll roll on to my next bet since uh, you already rolled on to yours. Um, and then mine was Christian Eckes as a top five truck. And boy, let me tell you, at the start of this race, we were like, outstanding, because guess where Christian Eckes started? In fifth. But boy, he got bounced, and then he ended up suffering suspension problems. Only ran 31 of the laps. He did lead three of those. He was he won stage one. He won stage one, but unfortunately, the gods were not in our favor in this one. And just uh, yeah, he he had such a bad, bad, bad luck in this race. Yeah, I I don't know what the odds ended up being before the race, but after he qualified so well, I doubt you were getting this value uh, before the truck race. So I think it was a good bet, uh, great value, and again, it just things didn't quite pan out with uh, with him ending up suffering some problems. I had Stuart Friesen also as a top five at plus 400. Uh, he finished top five in stage one. Does that count? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, he was he was looking okay until he, he got rammed into. Yeah, yeah again. Yeah, he was one of those, the casualties of getting run into. Started 15th, finished 14th. But, I mean, yeah, again, he, he was fifth in stage or fourth in stage two. But other than that, I don't know that this one really had that many legs throughout the day. It was... Kind of disappointing, unfortunately. Friesen has had a rough start to the season. Uh, that's going to have to be something we're going to have to keep watching over the next few weeks because they don't start to get things turned around. I don't know. We're going to have to lay off him, I guess, or something. But, uh, yeah, rough. Yeah. No, I mean, and for Stuart Friesen, like I said, I watched that truck get banged and beaten, and, and you know, the, the, the bed was just dented all over the place. So I felt bad for him right from the get-go. Uh, quickly, Will Brisky says, "Nice job, Rod. Made me some good money this weekend." Uh, Rod's broom right here. Thank you, Will. It all. I'm glad that uh, we'll be eating some steak this weekend. Uh, but I will say, uh, let's let's cool the the bets for the next couple of weeks because I I've, I'm on a hotter I'm on a heater now. But you know, I'm just saying, like, hey, gotta keep it rolling. We're going to Richmond, and guess what? Uh, what was it? Twenty-five to one. You hit Richmond uh, oh, in the fall right. with Kevin Harvick. Sure did. All right. Never so, mind. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna keep it rolling. Just uh, 
I won't even be on the show. No, I might be on the show just to, to be like, yeah, what Rod said. Yeah. Just to kiss I'll just, my ass. I'll, wait, I'll let Rod fill out all the bets first and right. I'll just copy him. You're just going to we'll kiss my ass all weekend. That's all there is to it. Uh, <laughs> hey, you, you slept the whole weekend. Uh, they, kiss their, they kiss Kyle Bush's ass when he wins all three races, right? This is true. This is true. Rod Gomez won all three races, so uh, you got to kiss your ass too. <laughs> I also hit this bet, though, uh, and that was uh, Ross Chastain over Corey Heim. Why did this, Cody, why did this turn out to be more of a sweat than it needed to be? I'm telling you right now, how many places, how many places, Cody, did Ross Chastain beat Corey Heim by? Just one, Rod. Just, Just one. One. But what man, I, the hell? I way underestimated Chastain. I mean, he came out as the fastest qualifier, was running really well up front. I mean, looked like he maybe was going to be the guy to beat. And then at one point, there's a guy inside the bed of the truck on pit road fixing something in the back of the truck and he still comes back and finishes fifth like what what a run and then uh, yeah like jdk says uh the nail biter and man it just yeah it came down to the end when it shouldn't have he was clearly the better car truck all day and then you sweated it out for sure but uh but again this one hit it and i mean looking back this was a no-brainer like woof it was a no-brainer from the start, but again, this is why we race the race, right? It's not raced on paper. It's raced on the track, and Corey Heim had a hell of a shot to come out. We didn't know why this bet was even there. Well, now we do. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about these guys racing around each other because the Cosgrala time Majeski thing was the same thing. They were racing within the same vicinity there for a long time, and it was Grala, it was Majeski, it was Grala, it was Majeski, and then you know they were, they were within the same... I guess, paragraph as each other, if not the same sentence in a lot of the race. And so, I don't know, man, for as much as we ride the bookmakers, sometimes they they, they pay attention. Sometimes they get yeah, things right. It's, it is crazy. I mean, how many times do you see them set a line and it ends up being, you know, within a point or, you know, passing yards. It's like a lot of passing yards in a football game and they end up, you end up missing or hitting by 0. 0.5. By the hook. Like, Damn, they, yeah. They're actually fairly decent at uh, setting these lines sometimes. But uh, I had Kyle Busch to win this race, plus 150. I said, biggest bet of the year. This was a no-brainer, right? I mean, other than Chastain, he was the best truck out there, led a ton, and then yeah, I don't even I don't even I, I blocked this race out of my mind. I don't even remember what happened at the end, why he got so far behind. Uh, but it sucked because he should have won this race. I was heavily invested. Sad, Rod. Sad day. Also, I gave out Parker Kligerman 18-1. We talked about him early. I mean, that value was looking amazing early on when he was fast. Um, and then, of course, he had that electrical issue and ended up not finishing the race. So this one was kind of dead at that point. But uh, but again, I think solid value and might keep his price low next time we're on a road course when we can hit this again. Well, Kyle Busch had a lot to do with the pit strategy too, right? I mean, he... Yeah, he, that's what it was. Yeah, he went against his... his well, and his crew chief. My whole thing, and my whole thing was this is going to be, I, fu I fucking missed this. Because <laughs> I thought it was this whole weekend, it was just going to be a lot of green flag racing, a lot of big leads. We never got any of that, really. I mean, Zane Smith ended up having a big lead at the end of this race. But other than that, the one time I needed caution and some overtime at the end, Rod, and we don't get it. Uh, again, back to my nail on the second place finisher. Hey, oh, well, let's talk. Let's talk about your pick because I like that better. Okay, so my pick, and I and I said, I said, as I handicapped this, if there was one driver that I thought would be in second place when all hell broke loose and Kyle Busch lost the lead, 
it was Zane Smith. Well, Zane Smith ended up being exactly that. Well, I mean, maybe not necessarily in second place, but Zane Smith ended up being the guy that right was place, right, time. right place, right time to inherit the lead uh, when, when Kyle Busch had to come back in and work his way through the pack. Now, to Kyle's credit, he worked his way all the way up to second. I mean, he went on a hell of a tear, uh, gaining like, I don't know, it was like 15 positions. He basically like ran the lap around you know, he put himself a lap down and then getting the lap back. No, he didn't. But anyways, he basically just tore ass through the field, got himself back up to second. Couldn't catch Zane at the end. Yeah, could not catch could Zane. Could never dig into that lead. I mean, as quick as he passed everybody else, it just, he didn't have anything for Zane. I was rooting for that caution late. It was, it came a day late. Look, nobody had anything for Zane. Zane finished 5.4 seconds in front of Kyle Busch. And that was a very healthy Lead. Zane was running those last 15 laps with basically just green in front of him uh, and, and nothing behind him. So uh, there was only three cautions. Oh, which, by the way, our, our fun little side bet, right? Our, our three and a half cautions on the day. There was three cautions on the day. How is there less cautions in the truck race than there was an overtime in the cup race? <laughs> Bro, uh, don't even ask me. Don't even ask me. That was crazy. Uh, oh, but, yeah, this 42-lap uh, race took an hour and 51 minutes Nine lead changes. Uh, like I said, the margin of victory just over five seconds on the day. Zane Smith did win this one at a nice little six to one clip. We definitely liked that for sure. Um, you know, look, here's the thing. You know, that truck race, I think it was a great start to the weekend because I said it too in the Discord. These guys were paying attention to everything that was going on with all of these races. Now, granted, there's a lot more chaos in the cup race. But you know the crew chiefs were taking notes on pit strategies, on everything that was going on. Um, yeah, just just a just a wealth of knowledge to be had, and so you saw that play out uh, in the Cup race, especially. Yeah, yeah, it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it did that. <laughs> it played out. Uh, all right, Cody, should we move on to the Xfinity race real quick? Let's do that. I like my bets there better. Yeah, me too. Go for it. Let's let's start out with your first bet. Okay, well, Sammy Smith, top five, plus 400, and this one hit. Uh, again, he's had speed early this season, impressed on the road courses last season, uh, despite not always getting the finishes. Kind of just hung around all day. I mean, he was ninth in both stages, up there when it mattered at the end. Nice, solid fourth-place finish. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll take that. And I think Sammy Smith, the guy, probably going to be talking about a lot as the season goes on. I, I think he's, uh, he's quickly making a name for himself, and uh, he's going to continue to do so. And yeah, just plus four hundred. That's uh, that's nice and easy. This one actually paid more than the the winning the winning driver paid to win. So uh, I'll take it. No, and that's the thing too. We did definitely find value in that one because I told you that the chalk was going to be the chalk this weekend. So uh, glad that we found one that paid more. This one would have paid more if everything would have shuffled out the right oh, way. So close. I know Justin Allgaier as a top three car. Well, he was a top five car. But he was not a top three car. And look, for Allgaier's credit, man, he fought through a lot, a lot of garbage uh, over the course of the race. Just did not seem to find. I mean, he finished, uh, what was it, seventh in uh, stage one. And uh, and really, it was it was good, looking good for him. But all those pit strategies started to, uh, to play out. And then Allgaier got kind of caught in the mix, beaten and banged a little bit. He did start eighth, which made you feel good. Uh, but unfortunately just did not, did not manage to finish in the top three, 
but he did fight his way back up to a fifth place finish. So that was impressive. Yeah. I, uh, to be honest with you, I did not see a ton of this race. I've mostly watched parts of it and saw the highlights. So, uh, but yeah, an impressive day by Allgaier. So close to hitting that top three for you. Uh, I had Parker Kligerman to win a group. He did not win the group. I had him in the top five. He did not hit the top five. Uh, what happened to Kligerman in this race, Rod? Because he did not finish well. He finished 31st. Yeah, it was a After bad starting, day for Kligerman. He qualified fifth. This was the race he did have to go to the back. Uh, I think they had to change his brakes or something. No, that was the truck exactly. race. This, this, no, that was the truck race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This one, this he was just, the one he didn't, yeah. Yeah, he just but didn't have third, third place in stage one, so that was, was positive, and then it was negative from there. Yeah, no, it was just a matter of, of pit strategies again for all of these cars, and then, of course, he had he had troubles. He had pit trouble as well. Um, just sort of not had a, a good day altogether. Um, his his truck day got worse, basically, is, is all that ended up being. Um, poor guy just couldn't yeah. put it together. Uh, and, you know, what are you going to do? That That's when a day bites you, a day bites you. Uh, Sam Smith says, maybe people will hear my name and ask, like the race car driver instead of like the singer, Sam Smith. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah, you got got somebody with your own name out there. Yeah, this, uh, uh, you start going by Sammy, and then, then they'll really get you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I had Brett Moffitt as a top five car. That did not even come to pass whatsoever. This one, though, I did see this. I, he was running like seventh or tenth. He was up there he was when up he there. ended up having his issue, uh, and his was his engine expired. So, yep. again, I think I think you're on to something with this Moffat thing. He might be a guy we continue to kind of hammer because you were real close to hitting a big one on him last week as well. Um, I think he just finished outside the top five or top three, whatever you had given him out at. But uh, he looks good again. And then, I mean, again, engine issues, it's pretty hard to handicap that. Yeah. Well, and again, he just, he was running well and then until he wasn't. And it's just not, not our fault. That was the, the way the engine crumbled for us in that one. But yeah, I, I'll, I think I'd take that bet again. He just, he looked good and he looked like he could yeah. possibly survive the, the carnage at the end. Yeah, and a 10-1, to you know, and then especially you get into these overtimes like we had in the cup race. Who knows what the hell could have happened there. Uh, I had John Hunter over Sheldon Creed. Uh, Creed obviously got dumped late by Allmendinger, uh, and then John Hunter was ahead of Creed until the last lap. I think he was in fifth when he got dumped, and things did not uh, go well for, for John Hunter. Where did John Hunter end up finishing? All the way back. Where did he finish? Oh, uh, John Hunter Nemechek finished in 27th position. Yes. So, yeah, from 5th to 27th on the last lap. Not much you can do about that. I mean, you can make the argument Creed was beating him before. Uh, before, obviously, Almondinger dumped him. But plus money, this one was looking good late. Could have gone either way. So I'd probably take it again. Again, with Creed, something always goes wrong. And this time it was getting spun. But again, something went wrong when he's up front. Like it seems to happen every time with this poor guy. Uh, so unfortunately, just just missed on that one. Yeah, when you lead sixteen of forty eight laps, I mean that's nothing to, to sneeze at, man. Sheldon Creed was was up there holding him off too. It wasn't as if he was actually, you know, uh, uh, up there and and kind of ha- leading a couple of laps because of pit strategies and being. He was holding off some folks. So definitely a good run. For Creed, what did Samuel Smith said? I'd rather pay, they put Moffitt in the four rather than the Herbs or Custer. Hey, 2017 Cup Series Rookie of the Year, Brett Moffitt. We got this. Let's let's put him in a better car. Um, all right, now is the time, Cody, 
to stop besmirching the name of Daniel Hemrick. Uh, I gave him over Cosgrala. I think you actually yeah, said you were going to back me up. His average finish has to be up to like eighth from 12th now, right? Two yeah. weeks in a row he, yeah. he bested his 12th place spot. You did say you did say that you would back me on this one, so I can't necessarily uh, say anything about it. But I did. I uh, did. Yeah, it was Daniel Hemrick actually finishing in sixth place. I talked about Kaz Grala earlier. He he placed a, uh, what was it? Oh, and this one, actually, so that was the truck race. Kaz Grala actually did not do as well. Uh, in, you nailed it because you were on Grala in the trucks where he did better, mm-hmm. and you were off Grala in the Xfinity, even though that one guy says you contradict yourself a lot. looks like that paid off this time. Oh, I totally contradict uh, myself. Uh, <laughs> Grala finished 18th in this one. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. So well, definitely a better... Out for you. Yeah, exit. And hey, my handicapping on this was correct because I said if Daniel Hemmerich finishes 12th, he would beat him. <laughs> And he would have beat him if he finished 12th. So uh, Listen, he just happened to finish a little better. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Cosgrala was in like 12th place toward the end of it. He did manage to f- climb his way up to his finish, but he did almost finish like 12th in that race. So I, I was like, damn, we're all over <laughs> Daniel. I'm, I'm telling you right now. So this has been two weeks in a row. Hemrick finished second last week. This is a super speedway. This is what he finished sixth this week at a road course. We're back to a true oval next week. Daniel Hemrick's going to finish in 12th place. I'm, t- I'm telling you. If you could find an exact exact finish in 12th place, just bet on it because that's gonna, where Daniel Hemrick will be. We're going to put odds on that long. ourselves. We're going to handicap that <laughs> ourselves. Uh, next up, we had the same matchup here. We both had Austin Hill over Cole Custer. Mm. I think we called this one right because uh, Custer, again, just nowhere to be found. Uh, I'm actually still looking for Custer. He's in 32nd. List. 32nd. Last car that was not out of the race. So we nailed this one, Rod. Uh, unfortunately, Austin Hill's engine expired very early, and he finished 37th. So uh, the, the handicapping was right. I mean, Hill would have clearly been better than Custer in this race, and you got him at plus money. This was a deal. It just did not uh, end up well because uh, Hill, I mean, he was only a couple. I don't have how many laps he ran, but it was not many, and his engine expired very early. Uh, Hosovar went out before him with the transmission, and then, then Hill's engine gave up, and uh, his day was over, and unfortunately, so was this bet. Yeah, Hill ran 13 laps of this race before his engine gave out, but he was around the front. He was he was closer to the front than was Cole Custer. And look, Cole Custer spent a little bit of time in and around the front as well, but again, with the pit strategies playing out the way they did in this race in particular, too, um, there was a lot of different strategies playing out, and Custer didn't necessarily have... The, the type of car to play the types of games that everybody else did. So, yeah, if Hill would have continued on, he would have probably been jockeying for, you know, I don't want to say the win, but at the very least, a top three or a Why top not? five. He has every other race this year. <laughs> this is true, too. So Also, Riley Herbst, now six for six uh, over Custer so far this year. So hey, he's making car. his case. Sorry, Samuel Smith, but uh, he's making his case for that number four car, I think. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. And then we both had the Gibbs yep. over Byron part of this one. Close on this one. Very well, close. close. Very close on this one. Byron, I mean, again, impressed today as well on Sunday. But uh, impressed on Saturday as well. He he was had a real chance at the end to beat Almendinger. Uh, after Dinger dumped Creed, he got in front of him, and then he just I think made one small mistake. And and Almendinger, of course, being the veteran he is, was was going to pounce on that and did so. Uh, yeah, I mean Gibbs. We just thought that this was kind of his his series, and uh, he he still proved to have a good day. Obviously finishing in third, but Byron kind of impressed again. 
I think that with them finishing back to back, getting the plus side of things here, the plus plus odd side of things was probably the right way to go. Uh, even though it didn't work out this time. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I would have, and Byron just came out of nowhere. Um, although I like Samuel Smith, Custer's one thousand mile stare while sitting in the gravel was what the cringe face dude saw his for yeah future swirling down the drain. Telling you right now, man, it's got to be frustrating for that dude. He tore up this series, and now he comes back only to realize everybody else yeah. has gotten a hell of a lot better around him. Yeah, things have gotten better. Again, maybe we talk about the mind games potentially with him with getting fired, losing his job. Maybe that's affecting him. I don't know. Uh, next up for me, uh, much like Rod, I, I said that you should probably follow Rod and bet Almondinger. But if you didn't, bet these other guys just in case. Uh, had Gibbs at plus 500. He obviously finished third. Sammy Smith, 2,800. Uh, again, that one ended up looking pretty good, right? He finishes in where he finished fourth. So I had the third and fourth. Oh, thank God for one race. I didn't pick the second place guy. That's nice and relieving, I guess. Uh, but, and then I had Parker Kligerman 30 to one again, looked decent early. He started what Kligerman started third in this race. Didn't he? Uh, no, he didn't. No, Kligerman did not, not start third. Correct. No. Maybe that was the truck. Kligerman started oh, fifth. fifth. He started close. fifth. So was he was up there. He's mm -hmm. looks good in, in qualifying. <clears throat> and that was about the end of that. So obviously, uh, missed on that, but, but the Sammy Smith one, I think a 28 to one ended up being a really good one. And Gibbs, was right there if i mean almondinger and byron could have easily gotten into each other there at the end so but of course as rod did all weekend again predicted the correct winner well i told you chalk was going to be chalk for a reason and and you know aj almondinger in the xfinity series there there's a reason that you are the best at the best right i mean there's a reason let's throw it back that maverick was the ace that he ended up being at the end of that movie, right? I mean, he shot down two more enemies, making him the ace. A.J. Allmendinger winning one more road course to make him still the top dog of road courses in the Xfinity Series. doesn't matter if there's Cup Series guys. It doesn't matter if there's F1 guys. It doesn't matter if there's aliens in spaceships that have five times the capacity to, to blow past him. He's still going to win this race because A.J. Allmendinger is an aggressive ass driver and that dude will do anything to win a race he leads what is it 28 laps total in this uh in this race of the 48 laps like i mean over half the laps he ended up leading in this race aj Almendinger did it was almost never a question the only question of course was pit strategies but I knew right off the bat that A.J. Allmendinger is an aggressive enough driver that it doesn't matter what the pit strategy is, he's going to drive back through that field, which he ended up doing again, uh, and, and, and battling William Byron in the end as he did to, to end up winning the race. Um, he led those last 14 laps after grabbing the lead from Sheldon Creed. Um, there was just nothing for it. A.J. Allmendinger had the best car. Uh, he did only end up winning by .853 seconds. That ending was very spectacular uh, in this. But there were still five cautions, though, which was five more than I wanted to see at all uh, in this race. But again, look, A.J. Allmendinger just proved once more that in this equipment, it doesn't matter. Like, he's driving that 10 car, right? And that 10 car was on rails all damn day so give it up to A.J. Allmendinger. I wish we could have got him at better price, but the books were wise enough to realize that this was not going to be uh, a very big contest when it came to A.J. Allmendinger win this race. Yeah. Hey, a win's a win. And, I mean, you called it, and, and he 
he proved it, right? He's he's the greatest Xfinity Series road course racer in history. He's got the most wins. Continues to add to that. So, uh, yeah, props to you again. Make sure you're following uh, at least Rod's picks because he swept the weekend, all three winners, and not even – I mean, they weren't all the favorites. I took the favorite in all three – or, well, in two of the three races and, and missed my two, but uh, Rod's here to save the day again, luckily. Listen – this only makes up for like a small fraction of everything I've ever gotten wrong on this show before. So you going to Richmond next week. Rod already hit a 25 to one there last season. He's going to do it again this week. I'm calling it, it right now. If we were keeping score, it'd be like Cody way the hell up here and Rod way the hell. So at least I scratched my way back up a couple of clicks on that one. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's as, uh, as far away as you think. Rod. <laughs> I did, uh, Reed Cooper tweeted this out, uh, at coop dog. 0808 in the beginning of the season if you had told me after six races Corey lajoy would be 15th in the points and the number 15 car would have three top 20 finishes i would have and then it's a, a gif of a guy just laughing his ass off basically because <laughs> yeah that's uh man Corey lajoy again just to survive the day and get there i mean again that's like winning a race this weekend and he has been impressive everywhere he's been so far this season um wow we got some some husker hate here Oh no! It's, of course, you know, he, oh, he, let's see. From Nick Fortune, uh, Iowa Hawkeye fan. I'm, I apologize. I'm sorry about that. But uh, <laughs> friend, friend of Justin Mark as well. So again, sorry. But uh, even though Cody's from Nebraska and he's a Husker fan, he has some great picks. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Rod, as well. Yes, thank Rod this weekend mostly because he's the one with the great picks this week. But uh, we'll be back next week. I think uh, is it. Uh, we have all three series in action again at Richmond next Richmond, week. Richmond, baby, Richmond. Believe we do oh, actually. No, no, no trucks, right? It's just Xfinity and Cup. Trucks is at Texas. Oh, the trucks are with IndyCar at Texas. Mm. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. I'll try and to then, split yeah, field this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, split field. So yeah, yeah, trucks are at Texas with IndyCar. I knew that. I just had to remind myself. Uh, and then Xfinity and Cup is going to be at Richmond. So going to be fun. We'll have different types of racing to break down and. Uh, Gonna be gonna be a good time. Maybe they'll throw some IndyCar odds out there at a decent time, and we can touch on those since they'll be with the truck. Maybe we should have some fun parlays on that truck series one as well. Truck Indy parlays that'd be go. great. Now uh, we're talking. Yeah, look at we get creative on this on this joint, don't we? <laughs> uh, exactly. All right, I think that's a good place to go ahead and uh, and call it a show. We have had some fantastic guests. Look, you guys, I got to tell you one one of the, my favorite parts now is this live show just knowing that we're out here talking with you guys uh this was such a fun discord day having everybody just sweating our asses off in that uh discord over the last like 15 overtimes um yes. yeah just a lot of fun <laughs> uh unbelievable but yeah uh again hopefully you guys made some money this weekend that's really ultimately the goal but more than that hopefully you guys had some fun this weekend because um i'm here to tell you I've started having a lot more fun. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like we this this show's been gaining momentum. We've been able to interact with you guys a lot more in a lot more meaningful ways, which has kind of made it a little more fun in the in the long run. But I mean, it's just been fun, guys. Thanks for thanks for doing this with us. Yeah, it's been a good time. And if you're listening on the podcast uh, and you want to catch us one more live, make sure you go over to YouTube, hit that hit that subscribe button, hit the bell. You get alerted when we go live. Been trying to do every Sunday night. After the races, uh, not going to promise it every week just because sometimes Rod has military commitments and family stuff and whatnot. But when we can, we're going to be here, which uh, it's been a lot of fun. 
thanks everybody for interacting and uh yeah indeed let's, let's go do it again next week let's do it again next week uh but in the meantime tell everybody where they can find you on social media to keep in touch with you buddy also the jdk thanks for tuck for talking me into not cashing my reddick bet oh early he did ask God, he did in the discord too. should he cash it out when it was looking like the pit strategy wasn't going to work i said hashtag let it ride that of course is I'm the so motto for sgp and uh luckily he did not cash it out it worked out well and uh yeah nick fortune keep doing the youtube channel after show appreciate it we will we'll do it as much as we can for sure it's always a fun time appreciate all you guys interacting with us uh and then yeah find my uh follow me over on twitter at husker underscore zeeb uh share all my work over there all, all the fun stuff get in the discord again youtube get over there like subscribe hit the like button on this video all that fun stuff Yes, sir. Again, we don't like pandering for your attention, but we love the fact that you give it to us. Does that make sense? Follow me on Twitter at Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it is here, whether it is in between media. Catch us on the back road coming up on Thursday. We're going to break down all of this craziness, talk about Tyler Reddick and all the glory that is that win from the weekend. We'll be back again with some Cup Series stuff when the books start dropping the odds. I know they're scared of us, but we're still coming after them. But in the meantime, follow me again on Twitter. Join the Discord. We'll continue to talk. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time. Let's... I'm going to go do my, my best impersonation of Rod to end this video here. He's going to end the video on a sweeping note. Let's go racing and let it ride.